then he just stopped. You mean he withdrew? I don't know. It's really hard to remember exactly. Try, Kelly. I know one thing he said. He said, don't worry, I didn't come. I can't forget that. He said, no little girl can ever make me come. No little girl can ever make me come. Jesus. Too bad we might have had some physical evidence. What? Maybe there's no physical evidence because nothing happened. You want my gut? There it is. I think she's acting. I think she set it up to be alone with him so that he could come on to her. She's upset because he didn't. Maybe she set it up that way. Maybe not. I mean, if you ask me, the guy never should have had her out there in the first place, period. Gloria. <laughs> I like to watch, Eve. What do you mean, you like to watch? I like to watch. I'm Don Hall. This is Donnie Smith. And this is the I Like to Watch podcast, yet another podcast about film hey Donnie, how you doing how you how, how's it been going i i heard you uh had watched some of the uh the trailer geeks from 2022 that you didn't get a chance to watch yeah yeah let's just uh let's start off right away with a little housekeeping housekeeping you want towels towels need sleepy housekeeping you want men for pillow Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. Yeah, I watched um, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nicolas Cage, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> so much like, fun. Oh my so God, much that fun. Fucking movie, that fucking movie. It is, it is, it is amazing for Nicolas's Cage, Nicola, Nicolas's Cage's, Nicolas Cage's self-awareness <laughs> um, yeah. in that film is outstanding. Um, I would throw it on par with... Uh, uh, Malkovich's self-awareness in being John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, or like, uh, or, or uh, uh, adaptation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get you, you get know so many versions of Cage in that. Yeah, movie. yeah. So many yeah. versions of Nicholas freaking Cage. Yeah, it, it's so. Yeah. Many. and and Pascal is having a moment right now. Oh, uh, he's... You know, he. Look, I actually went back and started rewatching Narcos. I had started it at some point years ago. And they just kind of like let it go. I've, I've seen the documentaries. I've read a lot of the yeah, shit about yeah. the narcos in in in, in Colombia and Mexico and blah blah blah. So I was just kind of like I felt like I was like treading water or, or revisiting shit that I read from from the first person perspective. So to kind of like be watching a dramatized version, I just kind of gave it up. Um, Is it good? Because well, I mean, yeah, I love I mean, Kim. It, it, I love Kim, but it, I I never watched Narcos. It, it is good. Um, it's funny because I. I have it on when Mary Lynn's around every once in a while. And it's funny because she'll look up and she'll be like, you see what I'm talking about? And I'm like, yeah, I kind of do. It's either a lot of swearing, a lot of drug use, or fucking like dudes banging hot chicks really hard. <laughs> usually, usually from behind. 
just be oh, well, yeah. of course, you know, because Usually, they don't want to see the face. They uh, don't want to see the those face. Those do not want to see those. Uh, no I mean, eye contact. Look, I, we love Luis Guzman. He is not a handsome fucking, he's not Brad Pitt. No, he, all right? he's not a good looking so, dude. So, of course, like, yeah, I mean, he's banging chick from behind. So, yeah. So, I laughed because when she said it the last time, it was literally happening on screen with Luis Guzman. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, I, I fucking see what you mean. But um, Pascal is great at that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He's been around for a while. Um, as yeah. a supporting actor, characterized. he's been around for a long time. He's so. just having his, he's the daddy he's of the internet now. Yeah, he's Mandalorian and The Last of Us. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, he's, he's really good. He's really, yeah. really good. Well, not good. only, this is the thing I like about uh, Pascal is not only is he really good, he, he, he single-handedly, and I think, uh, again, with unbearable weight of massive talent, uh, he is such great comic chops. Did you yeah. see his... And I don't watch Saturday Night Live, SNL, except no, for... No, I didn't watch any of the skits, sketches. I'm I telling you, he single... He was... And, and it's... I have to say, it's because I don't watch SNL, except for... you know I'll watch some stuff on YouTube oh, yeah, after yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, aired. Yeah. But... Every every scene he was in, and that's just saying something, because this doesn't happen very often in my experience with SNL. Right. Every scene he was in, he was the funniest part. Right on. Yeah, it's the guy's like got a, comic chops. Kind of like if Christopher Walken shows up. Right. Every like, scene he he's, up, he's the, the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the yeah. funniest guy in the room, Sweet. and right. and 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 so yeah, I I look at him and I go. Yeah, this guy is uh, he is he is po- He's just he's taking advantage of. It. Also, kind of like Keanu Reeves, he seems to be just a really yeah. fucking nice guy. Genuine, really genuine fucking dude, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I and really that, like that, that plays, about him. Uh, for me, that plays in this movie. Uh, there are a couple yeah. moments where, like, they have <laughs> he's he, so he and Cage have like a kind of like heart to heart moments. You know, so like for all the wackiness, for all the action shit that happens, you know, they really have some like nice heart to heart moments in the film. Yeah, so it, it really played uh, for me. I loved it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just bought the Blu-ray. I got a haul of Blu-rays recently. Yeah, just you do. And um, that was one of them. Just because it's not streaming anywhere for free, I would have to pay for it. And I'm like, well, fuck it. I may as well get a fucking Blu-ray for five or six bucks. And it's and worth a second watch oh, and a third watch. Oh, yeah, it is so wait. much yeah. fun. And there's some yeah. special features on the Blu-ray that I can't wait to watch. All right, and then my second one, uh, my second trailer geek from last year that I caught up with was uh, David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future with Viggo Mortensen. Did and, you um, like it or not? You know, um, it was an intriguing film. Well, I, let's do. <laughs> I was never, I was never, I was never disinterested in what was going on. I wanted to see what was going to happen next, and. Ultimately, by the end of it, I kind of threw my arms up in the air when the credits started rolling after a very quick blackout. I was like, oh, another one of those movies where they bring up a lot of ideas and don't do anything with them. Okay. Okay. I agree. The The thing is, I agree with that assessment. I love love Cronenberg and I love his sort of body of work. Um, I can agree. And I actually really liked Crimes of the Future, especially... Kristen Stewart, who I've never thought was much of anything on screen, and I thought she gave a at least a very interesting performance, and I've never seen her give hmm. an interesting performance. But I will agree with you that Crimes of the Future, it, it encapsulates a whole bunch of ideas he's covered in better movies. Sure. 
Okay. Yeah. More more thoroughly, you yeah, know, it's I mean, got some been, video drum in it. Yeah, it's got yeah, some yeah, dead yeah. ringers in it. Yeah. You know, it's he's covered those ideas nice much more with six. The, with the body yeah. Modification. Exactly. Shit. It's so yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. it's it, he's covered those issues much more successfully in other movies. This yeah. seems like sort of like he wanted to do a compilation of greatest hits. I still thought it was a a worthy effort, but I agree with you. It's not probably his yeah. best. Yeah. So. You know, caught up. I think his son is kind of interesting. What is it, Brandon Cronenberg? Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, possession and and some of the other shit he's doing. Like, you know, it's uh, they're interesting filmmakers. They're competent filmmakers. It's just when we talk about story. Yeah, yeah. This one I was just kind of left with. Mm, okay. Cronenberg uh, always reminds me of uh, Polinick in that either his books fucking just tell a story you can't get away from. Mm-hmm. Or it's just sort of like fetish play that you go, eh, I'm not really into this yeah, shit. Yeah, Cl- Clive Barker, similarly. Yeah, yeah, Clive Barker's a good yeah, example yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what, okay, one of the things that I noticed was uh, that, and I think you're probably going to have a take on this, is Robert Downey Jr. is doing a remake of Vertigo. Uh, yeah, I don't understand it. You know, it's funny, Variety announced this. And then I want to say it was like two years, two years, two days later, where there was another headline in Variety that said, do we really need or even want a remake of Vertigo? What's next? Citizen Kane 2025? And, you know, I didn't... You know, I didn't I'd, delve, I'd watch I didn't, a Citizen... I'd watch Citizen Kane 2025. Well, yeah, because it's going to be about <laughs> just out of just, or, but Yeah, or, exactly. But you already have that kind of with Succession. With Succession, yes. Like so do we really need it, I guess, is the big question. I did not read the article. I just saw the headline. Um, but, yeah, the Downey Jr. thing, it's his production company. He's looking to star in the Jimmy Stewart role. I just, you know, when you're remaking a master filmmaker, I wonder why. And I know that Hitchcock has been remade. Uh, the, the properties Hitchcock has worked on have been remade a couple of times. Even by Hitchcock. Even by Hitchcock, at least twice, I think. Yeah. Um, from a silent film to a talkie. Um, but I wonder why. You know, if, 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 if Steven Spielberg wanted to remake Jaws, I would probably have the same reaction. I'd be like, what the fuck? Why? But I would be curious... Well, okay, well, let's see what you're going to do with well, your old project. Exactly. Along but those lines, it's, it's interesting. Like Tchaikovsky, as a as a as a composer, Tchaikovsky lifted from his own work and reworked his own shit uh, hundreds of times. I mean, that's that that was sort of he, you know he incorporated things from earlier works into later works, and that was I think that was acceptable. And but if if for example, uh, I'm trying to think of a, 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 a sort of a contemporary of Tchaikovsky. If Schoenberg, not really a contemporary, but a great composer, decided to lift things from the Nutcracker suite and write it his way, I well, might have look, a little bit of a problem. Well, look, I might well, have a little bit of a problem. Uh, Tchaikovsky can well, write rewrite his own shit, but to have somebody else come in and rewrite his shit. On the other hand, yeah, Donnie... Yeah. Shakespeare's been redone by fucking everybody. That's fair. So here, to, to your point, John Williams has lifted mm-hmm. from other, we could call them contemporary composers, even if they weren't alive while John Williams was alive. Okay. Yeah. He did that. He transformed it in a way that fit 
the project that he was working on. But if you go back and listen to some of the early music that he lifted from, you're going to hear the yeah. Imperial March from fucking well, Star Wars. You're yeah, gonna, it's like it's like it. it's like Andrew Lloyd Webber ripped off Puccini. Okay. I, I, I mean, he did. Okay. I mean, if sure. you if you go if you listen to Phantom of the Opera, sure. and then go listen to Puccini, you're gonna go, "Wow, he totally lifted some of this." And it and you know and and I I appreciate that. I'm not sure how a film remake of Vertigo, when there have been a number of films that have revisited the themes of Vertigo, I'm not sure how making it Vertigo. Why not just do a movie that's based on Vertigo and call it something different? Similar I'm not themes, sure. Similar stories. Yeah, sure, sure, exactly. Sure. I'm so not sure what the point is of actually remaking that's where, that's where Vertigo. Gets, that's where it gets a little trippy, right? Because because Scorsese has lifted from the French New Wave, the Italian well, filmmakers. Tarantino, Tarantino has, is, is, yeah. has lifted from fucking everybody, right? What is it? Abby Hoffman said, steal this book. You know, every uh, artist sure. steal. I mean, what yeah. Is it? What is it? Um, I don't even remember the, the exact quote, but um, some people do homage. Uh, a, a, a good artist just steal. Something yeah, like yeah, some I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Abby Hoffman my, said that, but yeah, that's, right, you know, that's what I always go my, back to. My... my, my problem with this is exactly that it's it's just taking the entire kind of like gus van zandt did with psycho it's just taking it's not remaking robert block's book exactly it's literally remake i mean shot for shot was the point literally remaking psycho it was an experiment yeah it was an experiment and why and and I'm you know the thing about it is I'm fine with an experiment as a student film, not yeah, as a yeah, major yeah. motion not picture, a, no, because no, no, there no. are too there's no. too much money that no. goes into these Tens things. Tens of millions or hundreds of millions. It's, of uh, yeah, and and so and so to have it just be an experiment. Yeah. I don't mind a Soderbergh saying I'm going to do an entire movie no. on on an iPhone, <clears throat> but the, it's unique. The story's brand new. He's doing something new. He's not remaking. You know, I don't know. Dial in for murder right. with an iPhone. That's well, not which what he's all, doing. Also been remade. But but to your point about Shakespeare, right? And you know, I think this is important. You know, we we've talked about this offline. Like you know, the amount of times that Death of a Salesman has been done, or or Streetcar Named Desire has been done. <clears throat> with plays, you're talking about the written word. Yeah. Right? And you mentioned last time we talked. You mentioned the differences really that you're taking the visual language of a film and trying to remake that. You're not remaking the script of Vertigo, are you? No, you're remaking the movie somehow. The visual language, and that's a different thing entirely, yeah. That's what Hitchcock, that's what Kubrick, you've got some of these great master filmmakers, uh, Orson Welles, you know, you've got master filmmakers who are known for their visual language, and that's what makes their movies so fucking special and frankly canonical in the history of fucking filmmaking. Good right? word. Oh, you know? good word. Impressive so, word. So, and that's what makes Shakespeare canonical. Ibsen. Yeah. Tennessee yeah. Williams. Let's say David Mamet. Let's throw him out. There, sure. I actually think now. David Mamet. You know I mean? like, he, he, he turned into Sam kind Shepard, of a turd. You know, Sam but yeah, Shepard. Sam Shepard, exactly. You know, yeah. David Kushner. You know, I, soon, like, soon to be, if, if he keeps putting out plays, uh, Tracy Letts. You uh, know, no, I mean, fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. You Already, know, the guys in, Tracy Letts. Yeah. Eh, yeah. It's only a couple, like three or four. Uh, I want, uh, I want it to, right. to get canonical. You got to yeah. get, uh, I think you got to get like 10. 10. All right. You know, I mean, I don't know what the number is. Tracy. 
trick is. Get to working, buddy. Right. Get to working. Start yeah. writing. So, yeah. Oh. So, that's kind of my yeah. beef about, about this. Um, but, you know, another cool thing. We're, we're going to uh, apparently get a Christmas gift next year uh, in the form of Jordan Peele's uh, fourth film. Which That's I can't exciting. wait for. I'm fucking excited about it. I I, he's gotten that. better each time. Get Out was really basic, great thriller, fun yeah. horror movie. Yeah, then, Twilight uh, Zone, right? Twilight Zone-ish. Yeah, yeah. Then The Twilight Zone. Then Us was like a little weirder. And then Nope was really extremely good. complicated Sci-fi, and kind of amazingly alien. wonderful. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see that. Yeah. Also, Also along the lines of that is Tarantino has finally announced his 10th movie. And what he says is his final movie, and I actually hope it's his final. See, I hope it is his last because I just because he said it, and I and I I want to trust him, you know. (laughs) But it's called it right now. It's tentatively called the movie critic, and I Mm. think it's going to be about Pauline Keel when she was working for. Was it Paramount? No, it well, wasn't no, Paramount. she 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 was a she was a, a film critic in her own right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. But then, then she, she worked... became the a part of the Paramount Pictures. Film. Paramount, okay, it was yeah, Paramount, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, his kind of revisionist shit. Like, let's see what he does with it. I don't, I don't know if it'll be revisionist. I don't know if it'll be. Like a fucking. The know, thing is, it's Tarantino. Kind of, uh, it's going to be brilliant. But, but uh, yeah, biopic, biopic, biopic. She left this insane message on my machine between whatever she's been smoking out there and this cop you catch, she's gonna blow it. Calm the down. Why can't you come, please? Sam, I miss you so much. I miss you too, Kelly. But I can't right now. We gotta stick to the plan, okay? If she can't get grip. Then what? You know what? I'll handle it. But I need you, Kelly. I need you to be there for me tonight, okay? Okay. Good. That's my girl. You're the strong one, you know that? Now get Susie, put her on the line. I want you both to hear this. Susie. Sam? Now look, we gotta stay calm, all of us. Since the settlement, um, people think I'm rich, so I'm out there spending money, doing what rich guys do. Now, this cop, Duquette, he's going to try and with you. Don't let him. Yeah, that's easy for you to say. Susie, don't fall apart. The only people can this up is us. You... You are going to me over, aren't you? sake you are are you retarded or just brain dead from whipping fumes out there in the swamp that's what i am to you isn't it swamp trash just like my mom don't you stupid Twenty-fifth anniversary. Wow. Twenty-five, 25 years, years ago. Now I feel old. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-five wow. years ago in nineteen ninety-eight, John McNaughton 
gave us the greasy, sleazy cheeseburger with grilled onions fucking dripping all over your fucking shirt. Oh my God. Wild things. I, I, I love to watch this movie. It's not even a lie. I like to watch. Like, it's it's an I love to watch yeah. this movie. Now, there's a couple of reasons I love to watch this movie. Yeah, the please. first one, yeah. the, the the first one, first and foremost, and David and I have talked about this on the Littered Ape cast mm-hmm. about Cobra Kai. Okay. And one of the things about uh, he and I have talked about is that, that, that the characters in Cobra Kai, Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, that movie came out. They were seniors in high school. I was a senior in high school. So those characters sure. are my age. Sure. Now, as I've grown, I would love to think that I am actually sort of my own version of Daniel LaRusso. But the reality is I'm Johnny Lawrence. Okay. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the 80s throwback who still uses the word titties mm-hmm. to describe women's breasts. I'm, you know... It's one of the things that you don't know, and I don't think I've told you about this. But, um, and I didn't realize I've done this each time with my divorce until a friend of mine pointed it out to me. But, you know, you have your screensaver on your on your Mac, right? Mm-hmm. And usually my screensaver is just like, you know, pictures that I've taken of places I've been and family members and stuff like that. And since I got my apartment, and I'm not living in my mother's house. It's it's just a parade of hot naked chicks. Tits. Just 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 tits. Just titties. Titties. Just it's just it's it yeah. just. I think I still have, titties. I, I think I still have the moonscape on mine. Or the. Yeah, you know, see that's the thing is, and it's I just like. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and and so yeah, I'm absolutely that guy. So on one level, yeah. I love to watch this because I remember in 1998, <laughs> watching this and just wanting to jerk off. Now the thing wow. about it is. Denise Richards, while her titties are amazing, uh-huh. is not the one that I that I go for because Nev Campbell's the that's my type, and I just think she's the sexiest fucking broad in the world. Sure. Now, yeah. so that's one reason. Yeah. yeah, that's sort of like the lesser reason. The really yeah. the reason is this is a it's a fun thriller, and it's one of those rare movies that does two things for me. Number one, um, the natural tendency I think in a thriller is to try to find the good guy. Where's the connection to oh. me? Where's the person? Where's the ethical character that yeah. I can kind of root for as everybody else around them is a piece of shit? And what's brilliant about this movie is pretty much with the exception, and I will say this, with the uh-huh. exception of Detective Perez, who's played by right. Daphne Rubin Vega, yeah. who is absent yeah. of yeah. almost any personality. It's the most deadpan, non-existent performance i've ever seen oh, it's brutal it's you know but she has a, with the she exception has a hard, of her she has a hard job in this movie so. well that's because everybody oh. else and i mean every single character yeah. is an absolute piece well, of yeah. shit with, with and it's of maybe, amazing with, with the exception of maybe jeff perry's detective character too they're the yeah two, but he's kind of a most, dick he's kind of like a he, yeah he's kind of like a he's looking up he for himself shit off kind of guy yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah, a yeah, bad yeah. prosecutor she's the, only one, prosecutor? she's the only one that cares. No, no no he's a detective too he's just the only uh, uh, ruben vega is the only character that cares 
Yeah, that actually has a soul. That actually has a soul. Everybody else. And then the third reason why I love this movie (laughs) so much Uh is I would call this one of uh, uh, several pitch-perfect, what I call, Florida movies. Okay. And it is the idea that Florida is this amazing, beautiful, tropical place filled with... It's like... It's like Birmingham, Alabama in a bikini. It is white trash living in epic splendor. And there's something something about the fact that this is one of the states of the 50. It is easily, I mean, you know, you you talk about, you talk about like Montgomery, Alabama, you talk about Mississippi, you talk about Tennessee and how backwards they all are. There's something amazing about Florida where they are every bit as fucking backwards but they're also living among palm trees and alligators. There is, and, and you, what you have is you have this entire group of anti-vaxxers, I mean, getting modern, anti-vaxxers, anti-gay, but you also have aging Jews from New York. I mean, it is a terrible, no, it's, it's, horrible it's, state, and this movie really encapsulates I why. Think, I think Florida, and this is just me generalizing, I'll just throw that out there, for all of our that's, Florida that's what we're doing. listeners out there, Um, I think it's everything that's wrong with our country in a bikini. That's Florida. I mean, that's that's Florida. And now bikini can either be a two-piece or a one-piece. You know, the guys got the grape smugglers down there. They don't give a shit. They're three hours. It's like a shirt. Wearing a fucking purple grape smuggler down there, right? Dude, that's like a a shirt. Yeah. Florida, everything wrong with this country in a bikini bikini. is a fucking t-shirt. I'm gonna make that for you so you can wear it in LA. It'll be in the it'll be it'll be in the I like to watch store online. Merch shop yes in the merch we're gonna make merch merch madness yeah you know look this movie is fucking insane it's out of control i'm gonna say it right off the bat it is worth a fucking watch oh yeah i would never turn anybody away from it this movie is fucking batshit it's insane it's nuts. I read somewhere where if you break down all the plot twists i'm trying to pull it up now and i can't find it if you break down all the plot twists in this movie, there's like a plot twist every 33 seconds or something. <laughs> like it's fucking, there are so many plot twists that they take the entire end credits of the film to explain all of the fucking plot twists and shit you didn't see in the main portion of the feature. Can, so, can I ask you a question? Because you're sort of the theater professor or the movie professor in this in this in this in this duo. Okay. Because um, I don't know, and I didn't look it up, but I can't recall too many movies prior to this that used an in credit scene, like a series of in credit scenes. And I'm, you know, and you know me with my Marvel, I live for that shit for Marvel. Sure. But watching this movie again, I, to be honest with you, I had forgotten. That it was in credits because yeah, no, in my mind, all of those moments where they basically show you exactly all the bullshit that was going on while you weren't, you know, like when you didn't see, right? I kind of incorporated that into the movie itself. And so wow. rewatching it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw these in credits and I went, memory. that's kind, wow. it's kind of unique and, and kind of brilliant in a way because for those of you that have not seen it, is you watch this movie filled with plots and twists and everybody's a piece of shit. <laughs> and then 
And then the fucking ending end credits are basically. I mean, I'm not going to. Yeah, spoiler alert. I mean, you find out. You find out that uh, that uh, that Nev Campbell's character, who's sort really of like a, the, the mastermind behind all. Yeah, of she's she's like the white trash drug addict. Two hundred uh, uh, IQ fucking. Uh, well, you don't know nice that one. until she. You don't know that till the very end. Very yeah. end. She's sort of like the scumbag girl. Denise right. Richards is like the hot rich girl yeah, with the big tits. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get the and money and and, and Matt Dillon is sort of like the scummy guy. You think he's. Yeah. For like the first forty-five minutes, you kind of go, "Wow, he might be the hero of well, this," even here, though what he's being accused well, of is rape. And I'll tell you why you think he's yeah. the hero. Because for the first forty-five fucking minutes in the movie, you hear Sam Lombardo's name a thousand and three <laughs> times. It's the most ridiculous fucking writing I've ever heard it's in my life. It's badly written, right? It's this is a terrible script. Well, and that's what's kind of trippy, right? Like for all of the interesting twists and turns and machinations of the film, the story itself, the dialogue in this movie is, is fucking shit. garbage. It it's is so garbage. bad. Pulp novels of the fucking 60s would puke if they heard <laughs> this fucking kind of dialogue. Those yeah. movies, look, Tarantino based a lot of his movies on those books, on yeah. that hard-boiled dialogue. And it's good dialogue. This movie has this none is of shitty. That. It's none terrible. It's there's awful. a scene. There's a scene. There's a Whoa. scene between Kevin Bacon and Nev Campbell that is where it's like there's supposed to be this very serious moment, and it is the word. I don't even remember how. I, all I can think of is when I was watching it, it was like, I I want to get into this moment, but God damn, the dialogue's bad. I mean, it's just so bad. Yeah, I think uh, I think in talking to you about this uh, earlier, you mentioned like there's a scene oh, with Denise Richards and oh, Teresa, Teresa Russell. All right, yeah, just yeah, to yeah, set yeah, it up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Teresa Russell plays the very rich Blue Bay like socialite whose husband has killed himself, and she's inherited all this fucking real estate money. She's super rich and runs around in a fucking bikini all the time, even though she seems to be she's not, but seems to be too old. Denise Richards is her daughter, and they have this moment where she is confessing to her mother that Sam Lombardo, Matt Dillon, has raped her, which we find out, yeah, he fucked her, but no, it wasn't rape because they're all in on it. But there's that moment where they have this scene and you were really offended. You yeah, were really so, offended by the so dialogue. Pissed. So yeah, there's this fucking line of dialogue from uh, Denise Richards. It's Denise Richards and her mom, right? And it's uh, uh, Denise Richards says, I miss dad. Well, I miss him too. Sometimes. No, you don't. And then the mom fucking says to her, he didn't have to kill himself, Kelly. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? What What the fuck? What? It's, who, it's who, just... Fuck. Who? Look, this movie was 100% greenlit on the fact that it was so twisty turny. That's, yeah, that's but it. Because I'm telling you, the dialogue, the only dialogue I can think terrible. of is worse is anything James dude, Cameron dude, wrote. Dude, dude, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> at one point, at one point, at one point, um, um, Kevin Bacon's <clears throat> fucking character says, it's that opening scene at the school where they're talking yeah. about sex crimes. And at one point, Kevin Bacon's character says, what is a sex crime? And some fucking punk kid in the fucking high school audience says, not getting any. You know, it's just like, oh well, my the God. Thing, Oh my well, God. I will argue. I will argue oh that that's the kind of thing that Ooh. I would have said in high school. 
and I, so I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's not a great line, but uh, and, and, and no. how he handles it is not well. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, from a certain perspective, uh, not getting any might be considered a, a crime against somebody. I don't yeah, know. I just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's the whole reason incels fucking exist nowadays. Let's be honest. I mean, let's let's fucking be honest. That kid, that kid who said that is a fucking incel. Okay, so like, whatever. Very possibly, yeah. So 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 yes. So yeah. In in watching this film, um, look, I'm the father of a two and a half year old girl. Yes. Um, I found this movie to be a tad problematic. Now I'm going to say this flat out. I already said that I enjoy watching the film. It is yeah. a good film. I recommend the film. It has some problematic moments. Uh, some, not even moments. It's, 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 there's some problematic, um, uh, the, the setups of it all. Like, Tell me about it. Nowhere in the film do I believe. Now, I, have, I watched it once recently. I did not get to re-watch it before this conversation. Um, I don't, I'm making the assumption that Nev Campbell and Denise Richards' characters are 18. I'm making that assumption. What well, we they're seniors know, in high school. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. That so they could be 17. They could be 17. That's, that's legit. Well, and, that's legit. Uh, excuse me. Nev Campbell is supposedly a fucking genius, right? So she could be 16. We don't know. That's true. We, we don't, don't know. know. We don't know. So we're they're in the same class, though. They're in right. the same class. I'm pretty sure that's the case. That so is, whatever that the, is the age there. They're both seniors in high school. Yeah. Okay. Even operating under the assumption that they're both 18, Kevin Dillon's character uh, as their, what is it, fucking sailing He's like the guidance guidance. counselor. Yeah, Yeah, but he's got a a giant glass bowl on his desk. Which makes no sense. It's like teacher of the year. year. Teacher of the year. Sailing? I don't. Sailing? Sailing. Yeah, he teaches sailing. Yeah, this is Blue Bay, man. Only in fucking Florida. This is Blue Bay, Florida. Yeah, that makes total sense. For all of our listeners out there, every time I say Florida with three syllables, please take a drink. Yes, you do. For Christ's sakes, take a drink. Florida. Florida. Um, you were so Chicago. I think he's like, thir- he's like he, well, in real life, Dylan was 33 years old. So but he's old enough to be a teacher. Right. So, and which a teacher that which is fine. that has been there long enough to become teacher of the year, <laughs> teacher which means year. it's least, not like he's at been least there one for, of those years, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, so it's not like he's been there four years, so he's 26. Right. He's probably in his 30s. Yeah. So, yeah, no question. For me, it's problematic in that way. It's, it's unethical. It's problematic because it's unethical. It's problematic because of the age difference. It's, it's, it's problematic in a lot of ways for me. We're assuming that they're 18, right? Denise Richards, I think, was 27. Nev Campbell was 24. Strike sure, sure. I mean, they're, they're I of age. Know. Yeah, they're just the playing act, younger characters. The actors sure. were of age. And I think that's another problem that I have with the movie is that Hollywood does this. If Hollywood would have cast two 18-year-olds in that role... How would that have looked visually? Would it have been more uncomfortable? You know what I mean? Like, it's already yeah. problematic story-wise, but would it have been more uncomfortable for us well, as the viewer? It wasn't uncomfortable for us as the viewer because Nev Campbell and Denise Richards are fucking hot, and they were in their mid-fucking 20s, so God bless, but it's problematic because the 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 the, 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 the teacher... Supposedly for a long time, right? When we're watching this movie from the beginning, we're following Matt Dillon's 
point of view, okay? And sure. we're supposed to start feeling sorry for Matt Dillon. Because, because he's accused. He's, right. Ahead, accused of rape that he didn't do and that. Uh, supposedly or, I mean, that we may or may not have seen. That we may, yeah, exactly. From, he, he, okay. In the first 45 minutes, it looks like he's being railroaded. Right. And it turns out that he is being railroaded. With with all with, with the worst lawyer imaginable, Bill Murray. Right. Um. And and so they until break the, down. She uh, until the case Nev, gets settled. Yeah. Neville Nev Campbell Neville Campbell breaks down and says that the two girls made up the rape story. Right. So you go okay. Sam Lombardo which, which, has been set up. Which okay. Which but also you, to me. Which also to me. Is, yeah. Is it strikes as problematic because. Throughout history, we have not listened to women who claim rape in a big way, right? It's, sure. It's, it's always kind of um, let's give deference to the young white guy who has a big career ahead of him in the Ivy League school. We can't just listen to the fact that this girl claimed rape. He has a big future ahead of him, right? So that's just like a, a, a tiny example, right? I find it interesting, and I just want to ask you the question. That in a movie where every character, multiple characters, commit murder, commit fraud, mm -hmm. lie on the stand, lie to each other, lie to the police, mm -hmm. commit grand larceny. In that movie, the thing that you find most ethically complicated, most ethically problematic is the age of the teacher and a student. And I'm curious why that, of all of those things that are the shittiest bunch of characters that you can find in almost any film ever, mm. everybody's a fuckbag, everybody's a shitbag. Well, the thing that you're most concerned about is not the murder, it's not the, the theft, but it's the fact that they're 18 years old and he's 33. I'm well, curious about that. Look, I mean, I, we, we have watched a million movies that have all of those same elements. I mean, uh, you talk about fucking dirtbags. Uh, double Indemnity is fucking, Absolutely. fucking dirtbags, right? That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, but I'm just talking I'm about not, this movie. No, no, Why no, is that the I, big well, issue? It's, a, it's an issue for me because I don't, I personally don't think that that power dynamic is fucking cool. I think the abuse of a power dynamic is shitty. I think even because here because here's the thing, right? Even more than murder. Um. Well, look, we, look, we, look, dude. That's that's not even fucking fair because we we've talked about Halloween for fuck's sake. We talked about that's what I'm saying. On fucking rampages, it's not. Uh, no, 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 no. We're all like, we're, 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 but we're not. But we're not. Yeah. The, the, I guess what the, I would I say is, thing, and I agree with you. Go ahead. The the plot itself hinges on. The, the uh, I, I mean, I'll fucking say abuse of teenage girls. It's weird. Even if, even if by the end we find out that the teenage girl herself was the one who set this fucking wheel in motion. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. still think that that's problematic. I think it's problematic because it was written by a fucking like dude. It wasn't written by a woman. If this was written by, I don't fucking know. I don't even know. Like, n n name a fucking, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, this was written by a woman. I, maybe I wouldn't 
feel as bad. See the thing. This was directed by a woman. I think that's a strange double. I think that's a strange double standard. Yeah, if a woman wrote this, it's the same story. I'll fucking call myself out. Like, yeah, it. Yes, it is. It is. I mean, you you fucking called it out. I'll agree with it. Yeah, it is a fucking double standard. Yeah, it is. And I think that's fine. I have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't lessen my enjoyment of the film. I no. I can hold those two things in my head. I can say, holy shit, that's fucking problematic. And I can say, yeah, it's a fucking intriguing film, and it's sweaty, and it's weird, and there's a fucking raccoon at one point. Right? It's the weirdest raccoon moment in the whole world. But yeah. what, I will, what, yeah, what I'll say is, and I guess this is my perspective on it, is I don't have a problem with that specifically, Primarily because if you're going to read in any, just name the news outlet. If you're going to read about a teacher fucking a student, it's going to be in Florida. Well, that's... They're almost always going to be in Florida. (laughs) They're almost always going to be in Florida. So while it might be problematic, (laughs) it is completely in keeping... With the theme yeah. that the people in Florida are the biggest pieces of yeah, shit sweaty, alive. Fuckers. Yeah, I don't know. You yeah. know, and 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 so I, so I, while I understand where you're coming from, um, you know, I mean, one of the things I think is interesting is that the concept of adolescence wasn't even coined until the 1950s. Okay. So age, you know, and and, and if you and again, I I and, and this is the thing I know, I know this to be true is that when someone has a, a moral objection to something or a moral stance, you can throw, you can throw facts and figures out until your fucking face falls off. It's the, it's the falling of, it's the downfall of the left when it dealing with MAGA people is that you can throw climate science at them until they fucking, it doesn't make any difference because the narrative has already token, taken hold. And this is something that I still haven't quite, uh, it's a circle I haven't squared myself, so I understand some of your dilemma. Is how do we look at a 16-year-old girl who has the agency and the power to speak to the UN about climate change and then look at an 18-year-old girl and say she doesn't have the, clim- the, the agency to decide whether or not she wants to sleep with an older man? We make that power dynamic like it's, oh, it's the power thing, but it's school. It's not that much power. It's not a job. It's not a Hollywood job. It's not any kind of job. It's school. And can we say at the same time that a 16-year-old can have the agency and the power to stand up to the world and talk to the UN and at the same time infantilize 18-year-old girls in 1998 from having sex with their teacher. That's a choice. Sometimes it's a choice. I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. However, it does not affect my enjoyment of the film, but I completely understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's complicated. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to get too far off topic. I, I, yeah, I, no. I... My main problem with the film, I think I've stated it, yeah. is the power dynamic between a 33-year-old teacher and a supposedly 18-year-old, two 18-year-old yeah. girls, yeah. women. We, we, we can argue whether they're 17 or 18. I don't know. It and doesn't everyone, matter. Everyone it, it's it's have, still a power dynamic. The power dynamic still exists. That's, and that's my main problem with all of that. It also is a problem that this 
kind of storytelling of making up rape accusations in order to further a fucking plot is, you know, it, it's, it, it's been historically problematic for a lot of people who weren't really listened to when they actually were sexually assaulted. So that's my fucking That's fair. That that's, I think that's fair. I completely agree with you that traditionally, at least that's what the number, we don't really know this for a fact, but we can probably assess out that for generations, women have been raped and been ignored. Women talking is a perfect example. However, that doesn't mean that there aren't examples of women who have made that shit up. And this is a good, why not have one movie where, all right, it's obvious that this is a grift. Okay, that's fair. There is one movie about it. All right, so with, like, and I'm okay with it. that, and that's it. You know, I don't know. I don't know that it's our story to tell as straight white men. I, you know. Oh, see, I, I, I don't see, know. I don't I, think being I, straight think, or on, white has on, anything on, to do on, with it. Stop, stop, stop. I just don't. I'm not. I saying, just don't. I'm not saying that we cannot be allies. I'm not saying that we cannot help forward those stories as a director, as a producer, as a writer in conjunction with the person telling the story. I don't think it's our place to write that story. I can't write a story about a gay man in Mexico, okay? I'm not Mexican. I am not gay. I am a man. So I'm, I'm one-third of the way there. Does that give it's me true. agency to write that story? It's true. Emily no. Dickinson should never written about any male characters, no, and Shakespeare should have never written about women characters. You're absolutely right. No, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. No, no, no. It's not about not including a character in your story. It's about telling that person's personal story. That's what I'm saying. But they're fictional characters. There is no personal story. It's a fictional character. It depends what kind of story you're telling. No, if you're telling a biopic, then it's a personal story. If you are telling fiction, it's a fictional story. We'll just have to disagree about this point because I think I think any writer, as soon as you start to segregate what writers can and cannot write, um, I think you you're in a dark, think, dark no, fucking no, place. No, no, no. You're think, in a no, dark place. No, I think you better be very fucking knowledgeable about what you're writing. I think you better be very fucking researched and very fucking backed up. By what you're writing, I, I I think in this day and age, you fucking better be. We'll see. I, yeah, think, I think in this like day and age, you could I think in this day and age, Arthur Miller would not get a fucking dime. Well, I, and I, he's a brilliant writer. Okay. And I also think, and I also think Oscar Wilde would not get a dime. And I also think that 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 to to say that, and I understand that, but I also know, and this is the thing I think is interesting. What is dogma today? becomes derisive tomorrow. Okay. This is what blasphemy does. This is the thing is, whenever we get into a dogma as a society, it's going to change in 20 years. It's just the way it works. It's always been that case. Okay. And so as soon as we say, as soon as we say a white man can't write about a Mexican in uh, whatever, as soon as we say a woman no, no. can't write about a man. You're, you're, you're misappropriating my words. I said All right, you, tell me what I you mean. I said you better be very fucking researched. You better be very fucking backed up with what you're writing. Well, you can't who's going to write it off the cuff? Is what I, that's well, all who's I'm who's going to well, who's going to prove it's well researched? I can write about you the, as bro- the fucking writer need to do it. That's well, yeah, point. and then that is, <laughs> and I while well, I and that way when you uh, when you do butt up against <sighs> the inevitable. Uh, uh, naysayers, let's call them, whatever, 
then you can say, well, well, yeah, but here's my research and here's what I've done. Here, uh, like, you know, here's my bibliography. Here are the people that I've talked to. Here are the people that I've, I've been with that have experienced these things that have informed my writing. I'm working on a horror story about a fucking chupacabra, okay? I want to use border crossing, the border crossing experience, okay, as a backdrop for my chupacabra story. And I'm having a really difficult time with this because I don't want to be exploitative to the fucking experience of the border crossing people from all South American countries, let alone directly from Mexico to Arizona. Okay? Dude. So, 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 so. Entertainment is exploitative. That's what it is. That's all entertainment. Anything that's not basically on some level exploitative is probably not that entertaining. It's luxury, and I just can't take it. I don't don't know. It's not entertaining. So so, so let me ask you this. So you think that Todd Field just whole cloth wrote tar out of his fucking brain without exploring anything about musicians, composers, whatever. He just wrote a fucking story whole cloth? No, I'm sure he, the thing is, I'm sure he did a lot of research, but the point is, and this is my point, is I guarantee you James Cameron did not live on another planet filled with water and creatures. That's what I fucking said. It depends on the kind of story that you're telling. Well, I I I don't think it depends on the kind of story. I know, but I don't, but I'm saying is I don't think it depends on the kind of story. you put Tar and Avatar on the same fu- tar of They are fictional stories. I don't, I don't think I, there is. We, I, I we, think Tar is a much better movie. We but I'm saying is fiction is fiction. And and I think you can but do anything with fiction. Tar is not fiction. Tar is not whole fiction. It absolutely is fiction. It is not whole cloth fiction. It's fiction based oh, in some reality, but it's still fiction. She didn't exist, Donnie. She's a, a, a completely made up person. I She's a made-up person. I'm not retarded, dude. I know. Well, that. I'm just saying it's fiction, so you can do anything you want with fiction, right? You, no. You better be very fucking careful. I don't think you, you have to be careful. Certain people and certain fucking stories. I don't think I, you have to do that. I, I don't think okay, you have to no, do that. All right. Well, that's just my opinion. That's our age difference. For all the fucking insanity that this movie brings you. There were two things that could have made the movie, dare I say, more insane. Holy shit. Are you kidding me? One is at the very end where we see Kevin Bacon in a steamy shower. We get and to see his dick, we man. See his Kevin Bacon buns and Kevin Bacon bits. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, apparently, <laughs> Mr. Matt Dillon... Sam Lombardo. Lombardo. Mr. Lombardo. Sam Lombardo. Sam. Mr. Lombardo. Sam. Sam Lombardo. Samuel Lombardo. Mr. Lombardo. Sam. Mr. Lombardo. Sam Lombardo. Mr. Lombardo. Sam Lombardo. Sam Lombardo. Was supposed to hop in the shower with Kevin Bacon. And nice makeout sesh. See, that would have been way better. Whoa. That would have been way. That would have been way better. Another that would have been way better. Another twisty yeah. turny level. And. A deleted scene reveals that Susie. That's uh, Neff Campbell. Oh, that's Denise Richards. Okay, got it. Is actually Kelly. That's Neff Campbell. Kelly's aunt. Or no, isn't she Kelly's niece? A deleted scene reveals that Susie is Kelly's aunt. Being Holy child. Sh- 
shit. the child of Kelly's grandfather and Susie's mother. So fucking Florida. So Florida. Grandfather Van Ryan leaving. Oh, my God. Passively caused the death of Susie's mother by alcoholism. Wow. And, of course, that eventually uh, encouraged her to become a fucking 200 IQ genius. And uh, that's what because that's what you do to be 200 IQ. You're encouraged. Yeah, 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 yes, you gotta, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get mom, it. Yeah. yeah, your mom's got to fuck somebody else's grandfather. And uh, that's have that is some you know? yeah, that yeah, is yeah, some fucked up shit. So what See, again, very me, Florida. What very Florida. With this is like the producers were like, that was too much. Those things were too much for everything else that happens in this film. The gay shit. And the incestuous shit. That was too much. We can't do it that. It was 1998. It was 1998. You know, yeah, I, mean, I guess they were being very progressive in 1998. Question we right. did it. Hey, let's put it this way. Kevin Bacon was the producer. He had a no nudity clause. He saw that his dick was in the shot, saw that his dick looked pretty good, and he went, okay. Yeah, keep it. <laughs> let's keep it. I don't even know, man. Yeah, this movie. Oh, look, I'm not. I, I, would, I would encourage... Look, it's got R.J. fucking Wagner in it, who we still don't know. Did he kill Natalie Wood? We have exactly. no fucking clue. This right? movie is like, it's got a lot of issues. This movie. It's got a lot of issues that going said, on. That R.J. Wagner being the least of them. Um, you got to watch this movie. You know, I would fucking recommend it. I don't care. There's nothing like it. recommend it. No. There, There's well, nothing like it. It's very unusual. No, but the, nothing of, that that nothing no, that apexes the way this does. It does not does. capture... What the, no, no. This it's kind of like the perfect movie for this kind of genre. Wow. Uh, this, is, this is a lot of genres. Grab your popcorn. Grab your soda. We hope you use the facilities because it's time for our triple feature. I think it's very funny that we went in two very different directions, but that is that is our tendency. Um, and uh, my my, you went with uh, one direction. My sure. direction was I picked two movies that I would watch in order with with Wild Things as the first one, and then the two. And of the two movies, I only liked one of them. The other one I did not like at all, but I still think it exemplifies my point. The first one, I'm going to say you watch Wild Things, and then you're going to watch 2020's Zola. Okay. Now, Zola Zola was based on that viral Twitter thread from 2015 by Isaiah Zola King and the resulting Rolling Stone article, Zola Tells All, the real story behind the greatest stripper saga ever tweeted by David Kushner. The thing is, I would not have seen this because of the Twitter Handle. I thought, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. But it stars Taylor Page as Zola, a part-time stripper who's convinced by her new friend, Riley Keg, to travel to Tampa, Florida in order to earn money only to get oh. in overhead. And one of the things I really loved about this movie, again, go keeping with my theme, is this is one of those stories that can only happen in the f- fucked up world that is florida and it is it's a really good movie it's a surprisingly good movie based on its source material they do a really good job of interpreting it it is it is one of those twists and turns kind of things like what the fuck just happened where did that come from um and ultimately taylor page is so charismatic she's so good as zola that you just can't take your eyes off the screen and it is fucked up it's so weird 
and uh, I loved it. I've, uh, just one correction. Uh, her name is Riley Keough. She's uh, Elvis Presley's granddaughter, I think. Oh my God, she's in the 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 whatever's that that six, the Daisy Six or whatever it is. This thing well, on uh, Amazon. Oh, oh, oh now I have to watch that because I love her. Something. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah. so good. She's that. so good. She, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Riley Keough is her name. I, well, I mean, I just <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I know. I just want yeah. to throw that out there. Yeah, I can't pronounce that fucking about, name. I heard about this. Well, it's, it's on, good. It's on fucking Wikipedia. Keough. It's right there. Anyway. All right. Um, there you go. They did phonetic spelling. Good. She. The, I heard about this through. I forget it. Fuck how. Fucking Hollywood Reporter. Or something was oh, talking so good. about how this is before it became a movie, but about yeah. how it was a fucking Twitter feed that became a, yeah. That shit pissed me off so much. Like, what was the other thing? Um, shit, my father says, or shit, my grandfather. Yeah, with says. Shatner. Yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. Fucking Christ! Like, it's so annoying. But like, here's the it's thing. It's writing. Here's the thing. Well, yeah. If it's of a sort. Off, if it uh, of a sort, right? Like, if she wrote this as an article that was in Rolling Stone or Vanity Fair or fucking GQ or I don't know, like some reputable fucking thing. Like, I I wouldn't be as turned off by it for some reason. Here's my question for you. If Arthur Miller were alive today, would Arthur Miller tweet? Would he tweet? I don't fucking... I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if David Mamet fucking started tweeting, fuck you, fuck this, fuck them, fuck that. Like, would I read David Mamet's Twitter? Probably not. Oh, in a heartbeat. Oh, I would. I would be the perfect audience for it, but I probably wouldn't read it. Because I'd be like, fuck this, that sounds like shit. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. There was something about it. Uh, the, but yeah, it's a good movie. I, I recommend I it. I did the soundtrack for it. You recommend it. I'll have to check it out. I'll check it's it out. It's a good movie. Yeah. The movie I did not like that I also think is keeping in my triple feature. Oh, my God. You is, would keep it in your triple features even though you It is like such it. a bad movie. It's oh such God. a bad movie. And I dislike it uh. on... I, I, as much as you have like problematic elements of wild things, sure. I, have, I have a fundamental distaste for this film. I, I, I mean... This one, I just kind of the, hate. I question why you recommend it, but go for it. Well, because it is, it because, is in my opinion. Florida is why. Florida, it is the ultimate. This, to me, is the ultimate how fucked up can Florida be movie. 2012's Spring Breakers, written and directed by Harmony Corinne, starring James Franco, Vanessa Hudgens, Selena Gomez, Ashley Benson, and Rachel Corrine. It's basically about Forge College age students running around in bikinis, going spring break in St. Petersburg, Florida, and they meet James Franco, who's a drug dealer, and it's so fucked up and so stupid and so bad, and he is so awful in this movie, but it really does say, how bad can Florida be? It can be this fucking bad. Yeah, it only only escalated from 98. That's what I'm saying. You know where it escalated from? Fucking 1990 Miami Blues with yes. goddamn fucking Alec Baldwin, <laughs> Jennifer Jason Lee. That movie was sweaty and gross with fucked up people. Uh, nothing set in Florida is good. I mean, what was the it's one not with, good. Um, what was the one with um, uh, Willem Dafoe with those poor kids living in the oh, I, that's actually hotel. a good movie. I'm the sure Florida it's Project, a fucking movie. That's but a really it's good movie and fucking sad. It is tragic and sad, same but it's a really good movie. But I like. 
Moonlight. But I would not. Oscar the thing is, I would not. And I love both those films, but I could not include those God, in my amazing. triple feature with oh, Wild Things. You better triple, not. Thank you for that's that. That's what I'm saying. Those are yes. good movies. Yeah. What I'm saying is watch Wild Things, yeah. then Zola, then watch Spring Breakers, and then never, and then, ever go to Florida, and then Miami ever. Blues. Okay. Right. <laughs> so what are yours? Or then you could watch mine, which are not set in fucking Florida. Thank God. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, Christ. My first one is Malice. From 1993. Oh. Oh. Co-written by Aaron Sorkin. I'll throw that out there. It's but got a got, better uh, script. You it's got, got a script. You got Alec Baldwin. You got Nicole Kidman, Bill Pullman, B.B. Newworth, Peter Gallagher. It's Bill Bancroft, Pullman. George C. Scott. Come on. You got Bill Pullman. Bill Col- Col- Pullman is just my favorite in everything he's he does. Like, he's God, like, he's good. He's like, he. what's his fucking name? Uh, uh, from fucking Bull Durham. And 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 your movie, uh, Dancing with Wolves. Oh, is it I, Tim? I, oh, no, 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 uh, no. Kevin Costner. He's Costner. Like, he's he's like not quite Kevin Costner, but God, he's so good. You know what I mean? He's, like Kevin because Costner, he's not. Kevin Costner's like, like Kevin Costner. Yeah. Right. Right. So Bill Pullman's like not quite Kevin Costner. I don't know how to describe Bill Pullman. I fucking love. I'm not I love Bill Pullman. I love. Love Bill him. Bill fucking Pullman. I love I him. I love him. Yeah. And anything he yeah. does. Yeah. And Malice is yeah. about what? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I can't even... I, I don't even want it because it's twisty turny, right? The plot follows uh, Bill Pullman, uh, uh, fucking Nicole Kidman, newlywed couple whose lives are upturned after they rent an apartment of their Victorian home to Jed, a cavalier surgeon, played by Alec Baldwin. Things are further complicated. See, things are further complicated. Complicated, yes. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's I love it. that shit. I, that's it. Things are further complicated. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> if the shit gets fucking crazy, there's like a death. There's like a blind death boy or no, no blind boy. He's not yes. deaf. There's like a blind yes. boy involved at the end that kind of like fucking helps solve shit. It's very, I. it's twisty, turny, and sexy. And that's that's my kind of vibe. Right, the twisty turny sexy. So my next film is 1994's *Color of Night*, among the worst movies ever made. Bruce Willis, Jane Marsh, Ruben Lutz, Leslie Ann Warren, Brad Dourif, <laughs> Lance Henriksen, Scott Bakula. Come on, oh baby. my god, these are great cast. loaded casts I've got here. But Jesus, that's Holy a bad fuck, movie. Holy fuck, this movie is terrible. So yeah. kind of like kind of like your your *Spring Breakers*. Although I would say. My shitty movie is at least more enjoyable than your shitty movie. Okay. I, you know, I, I think I would agree with, uh, yeah. I would agree with that. And, I would completely you know, like agree got, with that. Like we got to see Kevin Bacon bits and Kevin Bacon buns, we get to see Bruce's Willis in this movie, <laughs> underwater in a sexy. I don't even know if it's a sexy swimming pool scene because I think she goes down on him in the swimming pool. You worked on, you worked go, on Bruce's Willis. I That's did, good. Did, that was I good. Did. I got that one. That, just, actually, that just came to me. And, that was um, good. I don't know that was what good. came to her, um, but probably not Bruce's Willis because she goes to blow him underwater at one point, and I'm like, 
I understand like <laughs> s- like sexy time in a pool. You know, <sighs> even though like the lubrication gets. Wet Have you ever had it. sex in a pool? No, thank God. It's bad. It's horrible. very bad. No. It's really no, not good. I have it. It's not good. We're both like this is a horrible idea. This is a terrible idea. Yeah. Also shared pools. Like you don't want to do that to other. It's just not. Yeah. Just yeah. But here's the thing. She goes to blow him <laughs> in the pool. I don't understand the fucking f- f- liquid dyna- thermo what dynamics the physics of water and dick in mouth. At the, I don't understand. It's a very fucked up. It's a power dynamic, movie. Donnie. It's a, it's power, a power dynamic. dynamic. Yeah. Well, this power dynamic didn't work either in my estimation. <laughs> um, so yeah, so those are my picks. You know, look, you could do what you want. You can go Fatal Attraction, Basic Instinct, Jade, Body of Evidence, Sliver, oh, Jade. Disclosure. Jade, that's Caruso. Proposal. Oh, that's Caruso, oh, right? God. Gond, you know, Diabolique. I mean, See, this so is why I went with the Florida thing, because there's not know, as many Florida know, movies as got, all that shit. The, that's, the, that's your through line, is Florida. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a... What, yeah. All right. God bless everyone who lives in Florida. Uh, I feel really... Please move. Please move. Please move. A cabin in the woods. Now let's get it all in perspective for all y'all enjoyment. Of you still a slave to the white man? Y'all gonna start calling my wife the white man, all right? Newness, here's the anthem. Put your hands up that you shoot with. Count your what we with. do on Juneteenth? Oh, hell no. Where are you going? Look for the fuse box. What kind of house is this? Hello. No, thank you. The blackening? Whoa! Jim Crow Monopoly. That shit probably runs on racism. Pick a card and save Morgan. What do you mean save Morgan? <laughs> Refuse to play, and she dies. I think we have to play the game. In your predicament, the black character is always the first to die. I will spare your lives if you sacrifice the person you deem the blackest. The blackest? Nobody should judge anybody in here, bro. You have two minutes to decide. Shanika, she say nigga the most. Nigga! See? Wait. Y'all can't pick me! I'm gay. Oh, Clifton. Yeah! That can prove I'm not the blackest. Prove it! I've never seen Friday. Oh. I voted for Trump. <gasps> what? What? Twice? Boy, your time's up. We need a plan. Don't say it. Don't you dare. We- Don't say this dumb shit. We have to split up. Your time has run out. It's time to die. Your movie is The Blackening. Yeah. And I want to see this movie. This looks... I had not even heard about this. This is... Fu- this looks so fucking funny. Yeah, I really just kind of happened upon this trailer from I don't fucking I don't even remember where was it the fucking slash film or maybe bloody disgusting the sure. horror movie websites I go to God I, it looks I, funny I don't know I really don't know anybody in this film uh, Tim Story who's the director who did uh, Barbershop the, that shitty Fantastic Four movie I mean that's the yeah, really yeah, yeah. the only name I even recognized but like the fucking trailer looks oh. hilarious. I am a giant fan of horror films. 
I yeah. love horror comedies when they really take the tropes of horror films and kind of like spin them in a cool way. Uh, uh, Cabin in the Woods was a great one. Yeah, I, I love Cabin in the Woods. We'll, I love we'll, Cabin we'll in the Woods. We'll talk about that movie sometime. But, God, I um, love that movie. But that's that's what this looks like to me as opposed yeah. to the kind of Wayans Brothers scary movie <sighs> shit. This looks, I was never this into that looks, shit. Yeah, no. This looks more along the Cabin in the Woods line to me. So it's going to be funny and scary. At least yeah. that's what I'm hoping for. So, yeah, it really yeah. It, the trailer really sells it. Yeah. All right, so uh, so yours is the blackening. Here is my trailer for this week. For years, I've been taking care of this little boy. Making sure he is loved. That he feels like he belongs wherever he wants to be. He wants to go out into the world and do great big things. Not bad, kid. And what I worry about most... I love you, Miles. ...is they won't look out for you like us. Miles! Want to get out of here? Wherever you go from here, you have to promise to take care of that little boy for me. Make sure he never forgets where he came from. And he never doubts that he is loved. And he never lets anyone tell him that he doesn't belong there. You gotta promise, Miles. I promise. We are supposed to be the good guys. We are. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I loved the first uh, take of this. It was brilliant. It was beautiful. It was inspiring. It was fun. It took the multiverse in a way that... Uh, you know, there's a couple of movies now that have done the multiverse, everything, obviously, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, yeah. Did the multiverse, uh, and then, you know, Doctor Strange. But this is, in my opinion, the most successful version of that. It has a sense of humor. Um, it was really good. I'm really looking forward to the second one. It's one of the things that I really like about uh, what Marvel is doing, you know, because, you know, you've got... There are kind of two approaches toward getting characters on film that appeal to kids who have not seen themselves in the films, mm, mm -hmm. you know? And, and one way is to take existing white characters and kind of replace them for black characters. And that's fine. Yeah. I, I don't really, I, I don't have an issue with that. No, However, I think the smarter way, and I think it's a more respectful way, to be honest with you, is to what, what I love about Miles Morales and he is the, Afro-Latino Spider-Man is that ba they basically said, instead of making Peter Parker a black character, mm -hmm. we're going to take a kid who happens to be Afro-Latino and he's going to get bitten by the spider and we're going to create a new Spider-Man. And in the first one, they even have like an overweight sort of middle-aged 
Peter Parker, who is a part of part of the multiverse that comes to talk to you. You got the Spider Pig, and you've got the Gwen, and you've got like the Nicholas Cage doing the the, the, the Spider Bogart thing. And and so I'm really looking forward to this because based entirely on the very first one, because the first one's so so goddamn good, cool. and, and I loved it so for, much. That was up for. Did it win an Oscar? That was up for an Oscar. I, I don't remember. Feature, I think right? it was for. It, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I remember it was nominated, but I, I all I know is I loved it. I yeah, loved every second of it, I didn't, and I want to see this one. I didn't see it. I would like to see it because I'm interested in this one, so I should yeah. probably see the first one first. You and, should you know, definitely you know, see the first one. My, all of my uh, <laughs> kind of uh, protestations about fucking Marvel films and superhero bullshit, um, there's something about animated Features animated that stories. works, yeah, for you. Like I loved uh, the Batman, that kind of that kind of neo noir, uh, the Batman, yeah. the animated series, right? It was um, good stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, and like in the eighties when I was growing up, like you can't help but Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man. That's whatever a Spider Man. I watched the fucking Incredible Hulk TV show, you know. Sure. So like X Men, yeah, yeah. But there's something specifically about the animated that I'll give up more to watch than I will live action. That's fair. Haven't really sussed that out as to why for myself yet, but, but yeah, but this one, um, you know, it's got again. We talk about stacked casts. Uh, yeah. You know, it's got a fucking amazing cast. Everybody, go look it up. Uh, I'm also really interested because uh, I hope I can call him a friend. Uh, he's a, a colleague from a theater company that I'm a part of called Rogue Machine out here in Los Angeles. Uh, Mr. Kemp Powers, who uh, wrote. Mm. Uh, One Night in Miami was awesome. Yeah, yeah, which is a great fucking fucking film. God, that's um, a good movie. He's uh, one of the co-directors of this film. So, yeah, uh, I think he also, he wrote, he was one of the writers on uh, Soul. Oh, wow. I like Soul. I like Soul very much. That fucking hit me in my gut. So, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this uh, primarily because of Kemp, but uh, mostly because it, just looks fucking cool you know yeah yeah it looks it looks I, the thing is like i said based on the how much i enjoyed the first one yeah. and i was not i'm not as much into the animated as you are oh, yeah. and oh. i gotta tell you i went and saw this and i was like so i i think i saw it three times in the theater yeah. i mean i paid I paid getting, three times to see it it's that's it's that good i think i've gotten well i mean i shouldn't even say that i got into animation a lot more in recent years even before my my baby was born um, I mean, I saw Abominable before Matilda sure, was born. Sure, yeah. Yeah, there's something about I saw Soul before Matilda was born. There, yep. There's just something about it that it lets me give up more of my uh, suspension of disbelief than feature, you know, with live action. I, I don't know. There's just something yeah. about it. Something it's fair. It. It's fair. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so those are the things we hope that we hope to see. Um, what is our next? Film, it's your choice. What's the next film we're gonna do, baby? Yeah, and for all of my bullshit right now about fucking animated superhero shit, uh-oh. uh, I'm picking for our next oh. fucking film. Oh my god! Oh, 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 be still my beating heart. Batman from 1989. Oh, I love you so much. I fucking love Batman. God, Batman that's a great movie. It's probably my favorite superhero. If I had to pick a favorite superhero, which. You know, it's not really a gun to my head, but yeah, would, yeah, I, but I would pick Batman. Uh, it's the most grounded in reality for me. Um, oh and, God, I and, love and, that movie. And, and, you know, I Tim Burton. Up, 
Well, yeah, oh, Danny Elfman, Burton, man. Danny Elfman, you got fucking uh, 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 Nicholson. God damn Just again, stacked. Just stacked. So, this movie for me, like I grew up with the Burt Ward, Adam West '60s reruns because obviously I was yeah. a child of the '80s. Um, but nobody did anything with the property uh, visually uh, on film or TV aside from that until. Tim Burton did this movie. It's it's perfect casting with Nicholson and Keaton. Um, yeah, Kim Basinger is great too. Uh, it's 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 just it's one of those lightning in a bottle moments for me. I mean, yeah. as much yeah, as I, I love as much as I love um, Nolan's Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, if it wasn't so much of a ripoff of Heat, I would probably love it more. But Which, if you're going to rip something off, rip off Heat. I mean, that's yeah, a man. fucking great goddamn totally movie. So, yeah. But, totally. yeah, sure. But yes. But for the first time in a long time, I mean, you're talking maybe 33 years, let's say, between 66. Yeah. What was Batman? 65, 66, right? Something like that, yeah. At yeah. 89. So, for 30 fucking years, visually on a screen, nobody did anything. Yeah. And yeah. to have this come out of it. So good. Come on, so man. good. Come on. I give it All up. Right. I give it up to Warner Brothers and to Burton. So I'm looking forward. I'm looking yeah. forward to that discussion. It's and I'm amazing. fascinated. What I'm more fascinated is what our triple features are gonna be. And that's oh, yeah. gonna be interesting. I haven't, even, haven't even thought about those yet. I didn't yeah. even thought about it, but that's gonna yeah. be a really interesting conversation. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, sir. And yeah. this uh rock and roll. I'll talk to you in two weeks. You got it, brother.